Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Lady Mouth. Lady Mouth. Lady Mouth. Lady Mouth. Lady Mouth. Lady Lady mouth, 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 lady and she is going to run her lady mouth off about awesome things today. I'm sorry, Paula, you have such a, a beautiful, soothing voice. I just had to introduce it in a soothing in a soothing way today. This is Soothing Mouth with Paula. <laughs> Hello. Ah, yay. How are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to talk to you. This is awesome. I'm so I, happy uh, to be here. Yay. I'm glad. Well, um, Paula, we I asked Paula here today because, I, again, like I've said before, I want to do multiple episodes on all the same things, like in any kind of different aspect, too. You know, like I want to do a million music episodes. And today I'm doing my first episode about music with Paula, but it may not be what you think. Paula is an instrumentalist of the Fife, Flute and Piccolo. Yay, Paula, Yay. tell me about that. How'd you get into it and stuff? Well, I got into it when I was a kid in fifth grade when the music program started at my elementary school. And I believe that I wanted to play the flute. I don't really remember. It was many, many years ago. Um, I think part of the reason why we selected flute is that I had to walk to school a mile. <gasps> Okay. And a flute is, you know, very, very small. <laughs> so yes. it would be easy for me to carry back and forth to school, you know, and not be heavy along with all my books and things like that. So that's pretty much how we picked it, I think. <laughs> that happens. I remember when I was a kid, I played the clarinet because I wanted to sound like the cat and Peter and the wolf. And that's all I did in my less than one year of playing clarinet. Like that's all I wanted to play was the cat. <laughs> that's such a great piece of music. I love I know, Peter and the Wall. So, it's so nice for the black licorice, but we're we're doing the metal woodwind. Yeah. Flute is still a woodwind, guys. I don't know how that happens, but okay. <laughs> um, well, I think they were probably made of wood back in the oh, day. Back in that and yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So uh, that makes a lot of sense. I should have known yeah. that. I, I actually probably did know that. I'm just, I'm just dumb today. Oh, you're not dumb. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I, I, you know, <laughs> um, well, Paula, um, that's awesome. My, actually my 14 year old daughter plays the flute too. Oh, I've nice. asked her to learn the part from the Beastie Boys song, Sure Shot, and she won't. Do you ever play modern music or do you just play? Well, what kind of music do you play? Can I don't, I don't oh. even know what you're talking about. I mean, I know oh. who the Beastie Boys are, obviously, but I was completely unaware that there is any sort of flute music oh, yeah, within in the, the Beastie Shore Boys goes, catalog. Yeah, yeah, it's like, because <laughs> you can't, you won't, and you don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> I asked my spotter. <laughs> I'm like, can you play the flute for mommy, that little Beastie Boys part? She's like, no. I'm like, please. Aww. She won't. She's been playing the flute. I I got her a great starter flute, and she's had that thing for like three years now. 
It was so nice. Yeah. What did you get her? Oh, I forgot. Uh, it was something good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, cause at that point I, I had told, I told you I dated a musician once who uh, actually is a manager at an instrument store and supplies instruments to school. So he taught mm. me about all the brands and stuff and a good brand to get my kid years ago. Good. So yeah. Good. And I, I still have to get it clean. That's the hardest part is the cleaning. <laughs> My dad was a band director for a couple of years mm-hmm. in his early 20s. And he plays not well. He played multiple instruments because of that. And um, we bought my first flute. It was used. It was a good brand. It was a, a good basic student flute. But um, he actually was the one who tested it out when we went to the people's house to check it out and um it was a used flute it was 50 bucks oh my great. god yeah that's yeah. what i paid for my daughter's 55 yeah. it was it's a bargain yeah the dude bought it for his granddaughter and she never used it i'm like cool my turn <laughs> now that's all she wow. uses yeah i was lucky how do you now when you first started playing the flute how did you feel did it just feel natural because the flute is such a beautiful instrument I love all instruments though like I'm a classical nerd well to be honest it what the flute is it takes a lot of air you know it's like if you've ever blown into the top of a pop bottle I still can't make a sound from the flute I have tried I'm like you know what I'm sticking to voice yeah, yeah no, it's I, it's hard. It takes a ton of air. So in the beginning, you just blow through like the mouthpiece, which is like this long. Yeah, that um, bit. and it's like yeah, and you have to just hear your own voice. Yeah, and you actually get dizzy and lightheaded because it takes so much freaking air. But I do um, it. I think it's because I have an overbite. To be honest, maybe. Yeah, yeah because the air be. just. I can't pucker the air enough for a flute, I think, with my That could be. Yeah, I got too much space, but it's great for singing. Yeah? Yeah, I was a trained choir singer uh, my whole entire, like when you were discovering flute, I was singing and writing, like in chorus. When chorus started in elementary school, I went right into chorus. Oh, nice. I just sang in choir all through school. Yeah, I almost went to school for voice. I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. Yeah. That's weird. neat. Um, so yeah, I didn't actually really take to it, which is weird because I was very excited about it and I knew my parents were excited about it, but I can remember we had to um practice either a certain amount of time per day or per week. I don't remember. We had to have our parent sign our practice book and then turn it in. And um, I used to forge my dad's signature. I used oh, wow. to not practice and like forge his signature on my, <laughs> on my practice book. I hated practicing instruments. I, I tried the piano, the drums, everything. And I just didn't want to practice. And I'm like, I already sing. Why can't voice be my fucking instrument? And then eventually that's all it was. People, I've noticed musicians don't consider just voice part being a musician. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. Well, maybe it was because it was an ex-boyfriend who knew everything about music, but, you know, you never know. But that, I mean, now we're talking, we're going to talk about that kind of situation, but reverse. You said within the flute world, and I I believe it because I I thought of mezzo-sopranos, which is essentially the flute. Right. Mezzos were like I remember in high school my senior my one of my friends senior years she was mezzo again and I was mezzo with her I was always mezzo and um she was like mezzo soprano four years in a row baby I'm like okay I didn't know that was something we had to be bitchy about but okay like I sang all the parts in Christmas choir I did hallelujah chorus and tenor I didn't care what part I did I just wanted to sing yeah. And I had no idea that people were like, I'm a mezzo. La, la, la. So what is the deal with flute? Why is flute so catty? Or what I, have you seen? 
I don't know why it is. And I've recently had discussions about this with friends. And the only thing that we've come up with is that it is sort of like the soprano. You know, you get the fantastic aria, the famous aria from the opera when you're the soprano. When you are, oh, why did I say that in a baritone? That's so no, funny. I like that. <laughs> the soprano. Soprano. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, you're just sort of like the diva out there. You get the lovely, beautiful melodies and the oh, crazy, yeah. complicated trills and runs and, and things like that. And so that. maybe when you attain, and I don't even want to say attain a certain level because I've known flutists who are not particularly outstanding musicians mm-hmm. that take on this diva attitude. So I don't really know where it comes from, except perhaps just the desire to show off, to Mm -hmm. be noticed, to get attention, to be recognized. Yeah, but Um, can't you do that with, I mean, what kind of, uh, how many pieces in your band? How many flutes or just the whole band? Oh, oh, do you play in like a symphony orchestra? No, nothing, oh. nothing like that. Oh, what do you tell me? What your band is, <laughs> so, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not like anything fantastic like that. It's a um, a, a, just a local concert band in my county. That's so funny. it's you know we don't get paid. It's in fact we have to pay to play. It's through oh, really? the the school district. Yeah. So it's just, you know, adult people who never, adult band kids who never stop being bad kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, it's for some people, it's just like in their bones. And Tell I'm one of those people. Band camp. No, I love it. <laughs> and you go to adult band camp. So. I do. I do. <laughs> I mean, do we have to do Michelle from American Pie? <laughs> Like I, this one I, time I, I at am band Michelle camp? from American Pie. This one time at band camp. Oh, you did it too. Sorry. I, <laughs> I heard know. That. Yay. Yeah, we both did it. Yay. Because someone says it every time I tell them that I go to adult band camp. So now I just beat them to they the They all uh, say that. I'm sure they lots do. of people, when they heard us say adult band camp, people immediately especially, there. Especially when you play the flute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why? What's adult band camp like? Well, it's held at a band a summer music camp for kids I actually went to the summer music camp when I was in between sixth and seventh grade I think it's over on the west side of Michigan where I'm from and um in August actually I would be there right now if they hadn't canceled this year oh you were gonna go again this year. I was oh, gonna go again this year so cute yeah <laughs> yeah it starts on a, a Wednesday afternoon and then culminates in a concert on Saturday. So it's like three days of intense preparation where you learn like six or seven songs, just practice and play all day long for three days and then have a concert. And then I don't want to go. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. fun. I want to sing in a choir again. So that's the one band camp. And when I went to that band camp, a couple of years ago, I met some very nice flutists who were not divas, excellent flute players who were just like, whatever, we're here to have fun. That's awesome. Learn it the best that you can. But then there was the one diva. Uh-oh, what did she do? Tell me. And last year I told her off. It was <gasps> fantastic. It was great. She's one of those people that if you sit next to her, she'll constantly complain that you're out of tune or that you played a note wrong or that your note was pitchy or you know too sharp, too flat, too whatever. And constantly just needles you the entire time trying to give you, you know, unsolicited advice. Well, no one wanted to sit next to her this year. And so they put me between her and some of the other people. Uh-oh. And she continued to needle one of my friends and I just kind of ignored her completely. (laughs) But um, at the end of camp, when we had the concert, my friend had a solo because not just the first chair person gets to play all the solos. We divvy them up, which is nice. So if you want to play one of the solos, you get to play one. 
which is fantastic. What'd she do? Try to get them all for herself? She played over my friend. <gasps> and so in the middle of the concert, I just, I spoke up like in the middle of the concert and I hit her on the leg and I said, that's Kathy Solo. Stop playing. <laughs> Yay. So I swatted her. Well, when the concert was over, the concert was over. I, looked, I swatted her with my hand. Oh, oh! I was hoping yeah. the bow and smacked her in the face with that no. horse hair. No. So when the concert was over and we stood up to take our bows, my friend Kathy's standing there with tears rolling oh. down her face and just ran off stage. And I'm trying to teach her to be a, a lady mouth. I'm trying to teach teach Kathy to be a lady mouth. And I was like, don't let her see you cry. Don't let her get away with being this diva. You got to stand up for yourself. I realized in the moment you did the right thing, you kept playing and you played louder and you did a wonderful job. But I have no doubt that she did that to you on purpose. And so when I ran into this diva person backstage after the show, I said, you know, that thing you did was super shitty. Good. I didn't know that was a solo. I said, you, we have been playing it all week as a solo, Kathy's solo. You knew damn well. You knew damn well what you were doing and you did it on purpose. Good. I got right up in her face. <laughs> good for you. Good, 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 good. I mean. And about 10 people witnessed it and it was great. Some had no idea what was going on, but there were two flute players. Care, right? Um. They probably were astonished because mm-hmm. they don't know me very well. And so they're probably like, wow, what the hell's going on? Oh, diva flutes again. Um, but two flute players who actually didn't play because of this bitchy woman were there in the audience and they witnessed backstage what I had done. Mm. And one of them ran up and hugged me and she said, I fucking love you. I can't believe you did that. But this this changes everything and I will be back next year. And I was like, yes. Oh, good. Yeah. You know what? You guys should plan to steal all the solos before she gets to one or just someone play over her or some shit. No, don't do that. That's not the way, ladies. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. The vindictive bitch in me was coming out. Just smack her during her solo with the bow this time. (laughs) So. A lot of this petty bullshit between women occurs on any any performance thing, any job thing, you know, and there's always like, and because I think it's because, you know, as women, we're a little beaten down, let's face it, um, by the patriarch. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be all men suck, blah, 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 because I don't think that. I just think the imbalance is palpable. Let's just say that. So we have to fight a little bit harder, you know, and if you're a, you know, a, a, per, a woman of color of any color, then you get shit on even harder. So it's hard for women. So why should women be fighting with other women that I don't get? Like, why turn into a petty cunt in front of me? Like, we're fighting for the same cause here. Come on, we're women. You're a woman playing the flute. I'm a woman playing the flute. Let's fucking pump each other up. Like my motto is I rock and so do you. And I, you know, I just don't like the petty bullshit from anything. Like I remember one time in high school chorus, I was in ninth grade and I got a Mozart solo with another girl who's in 10th grade and a senior and a junior were like, oh my God, why did they get the solo? Like, cause we wanted it more. We sang our hearts out to impress our teacher and we're in the low grade. And I was the fucking ninth grader who got a Mozart solo, you know, (laughs) in Latin, (laughs) but like they were catty bitches with us. And then when it came to time to um, audition for the musical, I was like, no, I'm not even trying. Like I tried and I didn't really get anything. So I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not watching these bitches preen their feathers. You know, I wonder, I hate to, I hate to blame things on hormones. A few things piss me off more than people, yeah. sorry, but usually men who say, what are you on your period? 
you know, when you get emotional or angry or something about it. But I do wonder, where does this start? Is it, it it, it wasn't a thing when I was learning to play the flute. It didn't become a thing until late junior high, early high school. So is it the 90s or? uh, No, it was the mid 80s. I'm old. Oh, are you older than me? Oh my God. I thought it was, I thought you were like, like 29 or something. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh my God. I, <laughs> you look so young. Uh, oh, oh my God. You. I'm like, she's, I'm usually older than everybody now. No, you know? I'm 50. Get the fuck out. I'm really? old. Yeah. Wow. Um, so and yeah, this that was, wasn't that apparent in the eighties. What do you mean? In the 90s, it was. I mean, I'm also from New York, and uh, I was, yeah, we we were right next to Broadway. Everyone was, Mm. it was a fierce competition, even in high school, you know? Yeah, that's a different kind of atmosphere. I mean, I'm from Detroit. (laughs) Not a lot of singing and acting going on here. I mean, a little bit, but it's, you know, a pretty small, shallow pond. Um, there are some successful people from here, but Iggy yeah, Pop. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bruce Springsteen. Bob Seeger. Yeah. Oh, um, Yeah. Alice Cooper. Oh, I was just listening to him today. I love Alice Cooper. Some folks. That yeah. sounds like a Broadway song. He's so creative. His whole show is like a Broadway thing. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh, oh he's yeah. amazing. He's wonderful. Why I just don't you saw be him. Flutist. So you say flutist, <laughs> right? <laughs> I do. I don't like when people say flautist. Like, where'd you get the A? Yeah. Or no, I feel like they spell it F L O U T I S T, like flout. Like, I'm right. going to flout. That's all I think. Like, yeah, maybe you're flouting because it's flute. <laughs> maybe so it comes from Latin louder and fucking flute. What? <laughs> maybe it comes from um, the Latin or something. Because okay, this is this is gonna sound really stupid, and maybe the wine is starting to talk a little bit. Oh yeah! But um, <laughs> when you go to the Mexican restaurant, they have these things. They're like rolled tacos, and they're called flautas. So flautas. is that yeah, where they get F L A U T A S? So flautas. Yeah. Yeah, I've been hearing that yeah. word from my mom my whole life. Oh my god! I, I shouldn't so have stupid. thought of that when people say flautist in front of me. I'm like, what? Like the food? I should have just said that sarcastically to people. Right. You're just gonna pick up that pick up that taquito and play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is long yeah. and phallic and has a hole in it, so I guess you can. <laughs> maybe that's another thing people do. Maybe assholes look at flutists and they're like, oh, skin flute, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's a lot of, you know, maybe it is the prima donna thing, like a prima ballerina. Like, remember Black Swan? They went, those bitches were crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I do do something. Spots in the arts. It's like, yeah. I'm the highest pitch, I'm the tallest dancer. I'm the biggest right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's I weird. Do. I, of... I, I mean, we Sorry. all do it as women. We all attack women. I can't say that I haven't, you know? I, I try very hard not to. It's something that in the last 10 years, for sure, I've made a an intentional effort to not do because I don't understand it. It's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Is this something that we're taught by our parents or is it a mean girl thing? Like, where does it originate? Because I can't really say that I have it. When I was in high school, my friend, Rachel, was like a prodigy. She was so fantastic. Just very, very very, very gifted flutist. And um, she went on to play in symphonies and play on recordings and traveled the world. And I never, I felt a little bit like I was in competition with her in junior high and high school because she was always first and I was usually second next to her. Uh There was no beating her. She was phenomenal. But there were things that she had like incredible flute bags or music stands or things that, you know, I would go home and say, 
oh, I need to have this specific bag because Rachel has it. And my parents still to this day will be like, oh, you had to have that $200 bag because Rachel had it. I'm like, yeah, but it was a fucking awesome bag. I didn't know about these things because, well, one, Rachel's parents were loaded and they could afford it. But um, it was a fantastic bag. Like, why yeah. wouldn't I want that? Oh, no. You know, I, it wasn't I, just I because. Yeah, but I, I was too. never, I can't really say I was ever like that. And I don't think that I'm a catty bitch now. I don't really like to gossip. Mm -hmm. um, and it just bothers me. I, I like to build women up. It's not a competition. There's room. There, it's not like a pie. <laughs> no, I absolutely you know, agree. There's I mean, enough for everyone. Oh, I agree. I mean, I could think of, uh, I wasn't really a catty bitch in school at all. Um, my parents, like, they're kind of pacifists. I was just a dorky little, I want to be accepted. And like, I think I remember envy in like elementary school because my parents had to go, you know, we went to Puerto Rico and they got me a Cabbage Patch Kid when uh, in the early 80s because they were all sold out in America. So we bought one in Puerto Rico. And um, I remember getting home. Her name is Penny. I still have her. She has short red, reddish strawberry blonde hair. She's adorable. But I remember in like, I don't know, fifth grade, sixth grade, the corn silk pat cabbage patch kids came out. They had corn silk hair and it was shiny <gasps> and straight, you know, and it would just look like a shiny sheen of hair and it looked like liquid, liquid hair, you know? Oh, cool. And my cabbage patch, you know, with her yarn hair, <laughs> it's like, I want prettier hair. <laughs> I don't remember the silky haired cabbage patch doll. I had a very similar one. I mean, I was like 14 at the time, but my brother worked at um, a department store and he managed to snag one for me, knowing that I was too old for it. But it was like, it's the first thing I can really recall as being like the hot toy that parents Yes. Were, yeah. The one know, time I had each the other hot to toy. <laughs> yeah. I don't recall anything prior to that being, you know, super popular that, you know, parents had to get it for their kids. So my brother was like, I got my hands on this hot thing. So I'm going to get it for my little sister, which was very, very sweet. But it was the red haired one with the curly. I don't remember her name. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But I get that because, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking of all the toy jealousy I had, I had my best friend, Jill. I'm still friends with like on Facebook. But when we were 12, we were super tight. Her dad worked for NBC. Not only did I get to go backstage at SNL in the 90s and meet Phil Hartman once, no I, uh, um, she had all the video games, all the toys. She had the Teddy Ruxpin. She always had a slap bracelet. You know, like I just, I, I, I didn't, you know, my dad I, I bought me music. I had New Kids on the Block and Tiffany. Fine. You know, and met and Guns N' Roses on cassette, you know, but she yeah. had all the toys and I got so toy envious. I was like, when do I get toys? Meanwhile, I had enough toys. I just didn't have her toys. And I think that can be definitely said for any, you know, discipline and yeah. why people can be catty about it. It's like, right. I think we need to shed the envy and, and drop the pride and just be like, hey, we're both here let's do our best together let's rock each other on uh but yeah it's it's easy for women to fall in those catty roles I think yeah I don't understand it yeah I mean I, I can mean, easily slip. I I don't know I I think I agree with you it might be how you're raised in your environment like my parents raised me with a, a pretty good example except my mom you know she <laughs> She loves the, well, my abuela loved the gossip. So, you know, my mom will talk shit about anyone. It's just how Spanish women are. I know. I'm sure that's like how a lot of women are. But my I, mom does it too. My mom does it too. Maybe it's a mom thing. We learn about being women from our moms. Like my mom loved to yeah. talk shit about, well, my mom usually talks shit about me to me. And like compared me to my other classmates and their grades. That that's <laughs> yeah. So I kind of got the compare game, you know. It's like maybe we as moms we shouldn't. I don't compare my kids to anyone. I just tell them they're awesome on their own. I don't say you're awesome on your own, but I 
I tell them they're awesome. I don't remember my mom doing that when I was young. Okay. She'll do it now. Like I recently had a falling out with, which is a big, long story, but um, a falling out with my best friend of 35 plus years. Oh, and she's always, always been a little bit of a, I don't want to say a flake. She's always been difficult to be friends with. It's I have challenging to be friends with. Thing. Toxic friendships well, are no joke. I, I'm sorry that you ha- that was 35 years for you. I had two friends, one I was friends with for almost 25 years and the other for 15 years, and I'm friends with neither of them now. We just got too toxic for each other. Yeah. And I, I don't even really know what happened, um, but it just ended. And things had been really weird for about a year. And I had talked at length with my mom about it. And every now and then she'll ask me, have you heard from her? Have you heard from her? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're done. Um, and then it kind of gets into this gossip session, which I don't really like to do. But in this case, I'll allow it because it's puzzling and it's very painful because I'm probably going to cry. Um, Oh, why, why? She was like a sister to me. Yeah. Um, I got divorced three years ago. Mm-hmm. I had been living in uh, the D.C. area and I got divorced and I moved home to Michigan. And she was a huge part of my wanting to move back here. And she was also instrumental in helping me put things in place to be successful in making all that happen. And in fact, when I bought the home that I'm sitting in right now is partly because it's shouting distance to her house. Oh, I could open my front door right now and call her name and she could hear me. And so it's very, very painful to have lost that relationship and not to have the closure there. So I, when my mom brings it up, I'm okay with discussing it with her because it's, you're still curious about it all. Yeah, it's been a year. It out, right? Yeah, it's been a year. I saw her once in traffic. I saw her husband once in traffic. Um, but it's like a huge empty space. It was a it's it was like a death, honestly. Yeah, of course. Why am I going on this tangent? No, I like, no, I mean, I have a future episode for emotionally abusive friendships, but fuck it. Let's just talk about it now. It's a double I don't episode. even know why. No, because this is where you led. This is where you, your brain led you to kind of talk about, we're talking about why women are catty bitches. I mean, we started out oh. with the flute and instruments, but you know, it goes where it goes. And yeah, I remember now. What was she ahead, toxic sorry. to you? Um, not really toxic. She was always, um, I always use the word flaky, but I don't really like that word. And it's not a really good descriptor. Um, she was just a bit of an odd duck. Yeah. You know, I known her, I had known her since we were about 13 and sometimes we were thick as thieves. And one of those friends that you could like not talk to for four years and then, you just fall in together again and it's like no time had passed. Yeah. I can talk about anything. I, I seriously consider her a sister. Yeah, of course. So yeah, my mom tries, my mom's a fixer. If I tell my mom, oh yeah, I, uh, you know, the cat barfed on the carpet and now there's this stain there and I have to, you know, run up to Ace Hardware and, um, hey, Ace Hardware, you should answer this show you know I have to go get some carpet cleaner oh well did you try this well did you try that well be careful because it might you know bleach your carpet out my mom is a fixer and so she's just as puzzled about the situation with my friend as I am and she cut you off with no word is that what you said um I had thought that things were a little bit strained um last was it last summer Okay. What freaking year is it? It's what year is it? It's 2020. <laughs> um, I know. It just seems like we've had like an off season, you know, because we're not doing anything. Yeah. It's such a long story. Like, oh, you don't have to. She started to, yeah, I won't get into the whole long story because it's just like, you'll want to stab yourself in the eyeball. 
she started to sort of um, be less connected to me, less in touch with me in the summer of 2018. So I had been home about a year and we were again, thick as thieves together all the time. Well, then How I started dating for at that point. Um, she has been with her guy since before I got married. So she's been with him since like 1992. Oh, maybe? Okay. I thought maybe it was a new guy and he got jealous of your friendship or something. Cause guys do that all the time. No, no. In fact, I love her husband. He's a really cool guy. And did you really, really nice guy. I did. I did. In fact, um, so she started to be less connected and I was like, what is going on? And I was like emailing her because, and, um, trying to, um, she doesn't have a smartphone. So we would text a lot via Google Hangouts and, um, she just wasn't responding. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Is she like mad because I'm dating and I don't have as much time for her? Uh, is she mad that like, jealous. I wondered because, but she would ask me like for all the gory details and I was telling her gory details. And then she just sort of, you know, kind of went cold. And then uh, I ran into her at like a uh, event for a mutual a club that we were in together and she just like looked right through me like I wasn't even there and I'm like what's going on oh, that's so she called her husband and I'm like what the hell's going on and he's like I have no idea I'm like, like didn't you wonder doesn't know so it has to be you know. something with your friend your ex-friend here like there has well to be he did say yeah he did say you know how she is and I'm like yeah that's I know no how excuse. she is I, and that's exactly what he said too. It's no excuse. But anyway, getting back to the point, my mom, my mom, the point is that my mom, I would allow her to have this one gossip subject because she was as puzzled and confused as I was. Like, is she angry that you're dating and telling her the gory details? Is she angry that she's in this relationship that she's not 100% happy in? Is she legit that's what like I think too maybe i'm all yeah. with your mom i'm like think of all the options could it be this could it be this right could it be you could it be her and then try to like see what it could be or, or maybe she just she's in an off period or something and yeah gonna magically knock on your door one day and like hey hi like nothing's that's what i don't i would consider that a little toxic i i don't know i i had two long-term friends and uh I just they both crashed hard and mm. both left me with heavy emotional scars and low self-worth you know I mean because of all parties yeah. not just them but they were too toxic for me and I had to untrain my brain for a while to get out of the bad negative thoughts I had with yeah. them and stuff you know I feel like the good thing is that um Right around the time that she started to cool off, I met my current partner, hopefully my last partner. Mm -hmm. um, right. And I was in a really, really, and I still am in a happy place with him. And it's been just over two years. Oh, um, so nice. I'm glad that, thank you. I'm glad that he was in my life and able to bring his perspective into it, his thoughts on the subject into it because that helped a lot um around the same time someone that I had been dating before I met my current partner uh I stayed friends with him and we had a similar falling out right around the same time so it was sort of like a double whammy mm. friend loss and um I think that made it extra hard because I'm not used to I'm I'm somebody who is logical and sometimes calm. I can be a complete spaz at times, but when I'm trying to communicate, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. When I'm trying to communicate with someone, I remain very calm. Um, I'm not a hothead, but when someone comes at me with that type of demeanor, like I shut down, like, why can't you? I realize all personalities are different, but I don't understand why someone has to like charge at you with anger and accusations and assumptions and oh, you're rage. I don't get yeah. that. Yeah, right. I, I don't, I don't 
express my anger to other people like that. I really don't. You, my ex-husband is sitting right next to me, my co-parent. Sorry, I don't call him my ex-husband because mm. he's not exed out of my life. But we've probably fought more not married than we were when we were married, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't. Um, I prefer to have just open communication, remain calm, and just talk the shit out. Right. Just be fucking adults and be... I. It took me a long, you know, but like you, it took me a long time to learn how to stand up for myself and stick up for myself yeah. and have self-value. And a lot of times girls can make us feel really shitty about that because the most times I have felt beneath myself is when girls made me feel that way. Toxic friendships. Yeah. Girls have yeah. more power of over you than you think, you know, especially our friendships. Dudes, I mean, dudes are lucky. I mean, they're... <laughs> I'm not saying dudes are lucky because they don't have to think so hard. <laughs> that just sounds <laughs> really bad. But like they don't, you know, they're a lot more casual with their brotherhoods, you know? Right. With us, it's fucking layers upon layers, you know? And I just, I got so sick of having catty friendships, you know? Now I just surround myself with happy, nice people that, you know, we're not going to go around your back and talk shit about you. The one friend exactly. I was friends with for 15 years, we used to break up on and off because, she, you know, she would just get mad at me. I don't know. It was a lot of fucked up shit, but she would talk shit behind my back to our mutual friends. And I'm like, what? Why? Now they're ignoring me because you're ignoring me. Like, that yeah. was the kind of shit. I, yeah, she was a real mean girl, actually. It's weird being friends with mean girls. Maybe I'll just title this episode Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Or Mean Flutes. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Mezzo Sopranos. Oh, yeah. (sighs) No one will know what that means. Mezzo Girls. Mezzo Girls. Well, no, it's yours the flute. So we could ask more about the flute. Why did you pick up the fife? Is it because you wanted to play Colonial? Uh, I think, I still think it was a a setup. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll explain. Hmm. <laughs> when I started to play the fife, I didn't even know what the hell it was. I mean, <laughs> maybe I did. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was going from sixth into seventh grade, and I had been very involved in the Girl Scouts from the time I was in probably first grade through sixth grade. And I decided that going into middle school, Girl Scouts was uncool. Mm-hmm. I have since changed my tune on that. I donate to the Girl Scouts yearly (laughs) because I think it's, it was a great organization when I was a kid and I enjoyed it. I had so so, much fun being a brownie. We watched the Care Bears movies and we had sleepovers and we ate crap. But then when it came time to do Girl Scouts, they're like, oh, make a badge. I'm like, "Uh, no. (laughs) And then I left. I'm like, no, I have to do work now. We had a really kick-ass troop leader in the Girl Scouts. Our brownie leader was great too, but Girl Scouts, she was fantastic. She was like, and this is pretty, I don't know, maybe it's not incredible. I think of it being, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, but she was like phenomenal. Like we were out there, you know, building fires with sticks and cooking shit and pitching. Oh, that's awesome. I love those life skills. Yeah, like planting trees and like really, you know, it wasn't all like girly stuff, sewing and that kind of thing. It was- You know, Wilderness, really, survival and nature. Yeah, tying knots and all that crap. Learn the it was good stuff. Yeah. She was tough. Tough, I mean, not like tough, like, you know, a mean person, but she was just like a badass, kick-ass lady. And she was so cool. But yeah, I decided that when I was in, in going into seventh grade, it wasn't cool. And so I dropped out. And, um, and plus, I think a bunch of my friends weren't, going to continue in it either. And so I was kind of, I didn't have anything going on extracurricularly. Is that a word? I was just going to say that. I love adverbing everything. I do too. Um, (laughs) I like how we're, our quiet nerd nature is so compatible. I like to make adverbs. I like to talk softly. I like to make up words. Oh, I make up words all the time. I do too. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) 
anyway, my mom was sitting in the living room and just the way it played out, it seemed like bad acting. My dad was sitting there. My mom was sitting there. We were watching the news. My mom was reading Yankee magazine. I haven't even heard of that. What the hell? I don't even know if it's, I don't even know if it's still around. It sounds really racist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. I've never read it, but I think it was sort of like, I'm probably going to be all wrong when I say this, maybe like a precursor to like, I don't know. Is there like, you know how there's like Southern Living Magazine? Is oh. there like a like a New England Living Magazine? Oh. I think it was kind of I like see, that. I see, Yankee the weird, <laughs> Maybe. Yankee Living. So it was like for, you know, like all of the, like Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, you know, all those states up there. Um, and it wasn't even magazine size. It was like iPad size. It was like this weird, like, two-thirds yeah. magazine size. And it had, I don't remember, man, recipes. I don't know. But my mom was reading this freaking magazine and she was like, hey, Paula, do you want a fife? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> was there an I ad in the fife? magazine for a fife? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, why the hell would I want that? She's like, and what is it? She's like, you know, it's like a flute, you know? I'm like, okay, why not? Order me one. <laughs> cut, cut the coupon out. I mean, because like back in the day, you had to cut the thing out. Oh, yeah, I remember. And like write a check. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, shut up, mom. You know, young people are going to hear this and be like, what are they talking <laughs> what about? What are they talking about? What's a check? Stuff like that, really? What's a magazine? <laughs> No. What do you mean you had to mail it? Where do you even get what's a stamp? Who knows if we can mail anything now? Shit, right? Right. Um anyway. So I was like, yeah, that. okay, whatever. And then my dad pipes in, like, cue dad. <laughs> and he's like, I know where I can get you one tonight. <laughs> get in like the car. Five roving bands like, of fife dealers in Detroit. What? Yeah, that that was the main problem <laughs> of, Detroit, of Detroit. All the Pied yeah. Pipers, roaming bands of Pied Pipers. <laughs> so my dad's like, "Get in the car. We're gonna go get you a fife." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." So I get in the car with my dad, and he takes me to this guy's house. <laughs> right, this kid like go one of two ways. Awesome. Yeah, all it needs is like a white van that says "Free Candy" on the or side. Or free fife. <laughs> free fife. <laughs> This one time at band camp. Um, (laughs) So we go to this guy's house and it turns out that he is the director of a fife and drum corps, like renowned, excellent fife and drum corps. And my dad knows him. He's been friends with him for ages. Really? Yeah. I love the core though, hearing the drum corps and shit. Oh man. Oh my God. And so not only did I come home with a fife, I came home with like a thick book of music and an invitation to come to their practice on Sunday. And from there, I mean, the rest is history. Yeah, you got obsessed. I got obsessed. And it's one of those things that's in my bones. Like I still play. (gasps) I could. Okay. Bear in mind, I probably haven't played in like a year. Okay. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I am so ready. He do the drunken sailor early in the morning. No, I was wrong, right? That's <laughs> not that song, is it? <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that sounded pretty good for not playing in like a year. That oh was really awesome. No, that sounded, it was a jaunty pirate ditty. I loved it. A pirate ditty. Is that what fives are for? Jaunty ditties? Oh, kitty. Hi, kitty cat. Oh, Hi, Tango. What a cutie. She's not amused. <laughs> yeah, my cat would be scared shitless if, it, I don't know, my daughter doesn't really play her flute in the house. Like, I never hear it. I think she just plays it at school. So she she could be doing what we call plaking, which is fake playing. Probably. I where, yeah, where you just sort of low go air. <laughs> like that. 
where like you can kind of hear it, like just the whistling of it. Yeah, it's awesome. I should bring this back over. Fife Club or Band Fleek? Band Fleek. Yeah, isn't Fleek like an, a kid's word from, I don't know, like a year or two ago? I don't know. Like you're on fleek, like you're on point. Like a ballerina w- would be on fleek. No, on I fleek. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I don't know what the it's kids okay. are saying these days. Uh-huh. I'm, remember, I'm old. You're not old. Shut up. Well, let me wrap it up. And then we have to exchange numbers after because you're awesome and you're awesome and we need to talk more. I'm so nice and chill right now. I'm like, ah, welcome. Thank you for being on Lady Mouth. (laughs) Thank you for having me on Lady Mouth. Oh, you're so welcome, Paula. And don't forget, everybody, Paula does a wonderful podcast called Goodnight Paula, where she helps you turn your mind off and relax. Right, Paula? I do. It's Is there anything dream. you want to say about your podcast, Paula? Um, I started the Good Night podcast back in February, and I'm having a very good time mm-hmm. working on that. And hopefully, it's helping people clear their minds so that they can fall asleep, especially in this crazy ass time right now. Oh yeah, I know. Well, your voice is really it. You know when you um voice condition someone like you're you're all both talking up and then one person talks down and the other person goes down you kind of join each other I'm definitely one of those people who will join people on their vocal level and you're like oh yeah yay yeah I'm like dropping a register guys thank you for listening to Lady Mouth and Paula on this oh the most important question though oh I'll say it in dream voice Paula, the most important question. Are you ready? Yes. Can you roar? Can I roar? Yeah. You can roar. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yay. Oh, my God. Guys, thank you so much for listening to me and Paula talk about how women just get catty. I guess this is what this episode is about. Why women get catty and why why it's not good let's not bring each other down let's let's uh pick each other up okay right definitely awesome well paula it was such a pleasure thank you so much the pleasure was all mine this was really really enjoyable thank you for having me oh thank you thank you all right bye guys bye Have you ever had the urge to learn about a fascinating new historical topic, but just haven't had the time or the energy to research it yet? Trust me, we've all been there, and fortunately, there is a better way. Hi, I'm David A. Bradbury, host of 20 Minute History, the new podcast that will introduce you to some of the captivating stories that your history teachers won't tell you about in episodes that are always shorter than 20 minutes. It's meticulously researched, easily digestible, and best of all, tremendously entertaining. 20 Minute History, now available wherever you get your podcasts. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. You have a way more soothing voice than I do. I'm, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Lady Mouth. Welcome. 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 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.